0: You're listening to another life transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to c3sandiego.com. I'm actually just going to preach about what it takes. It's called uh, Taking Ground, it's about your spiritual authority. So I grew up a nice, warm, fuzzy Christian. What's that? Oh, look at that, Taking Ground. I never know what I'm going to get, but I like it. Satellite straight to heaven. But what's amazing is you can grow up a Christian your whole life like me and, like, oh, my parents, everyone knew they were good Christian parents. Amazing. High character, high integrity. But I never watched them take ground. Matter of fact, after 32 years of marriage, I watched them get a divorce. It's amazing. And I'll never forget when they came to break the news to me, I flipped the table. I flipped, we were at this, I'll never forget, they came out to Washington, D.C., I was doing this internship program, and they came to break the news, and I was like, oh, I'm like, well, we've done counseling, we've done all this stuff, but it was amazing, this thing that I was raised totally against would suddenly, after 32 years, be now okay, and I was pretty passionate, so I flipped that table, my brother freaked out, and I said, you go figure it out, go back to a different counselor. And I'll never forget, they went to this Christian counselor and I was at Westmont Good Christian College at the time and they finally said, they called me one Friday. I don't even know who this is for today. Maybe it's for someone going to the marriage retreat. It's not even in my notes. But what happened was they called me and said, yeah, the counselor told us it's just not gonna work out. I literally, never forget it, it was on a Thursday because I ditched my Friday exam. I drove all night long, rolled up Friday morning, NorCal, uh, waited until that psychologist opened his doors, <laughs> rolled up in there, opened the door. I sat right down from him. I said, Hey, are you the Christian counselor my parents are seeing? He goes, Depends who you are. I told him. I let him know that he's been burned out, doesn't have the faith for it anymore, and he should retire because wow. he's not serving anyone any longer. Him and I had some other choice words. This is before I thought vocabulary mattered and I left that place. Four weeks later, he did retire. But my parents still got a divorce. Here's what I've watched. If I'm gonna sign up for this thing, I wanna see the fruit in our own life. I wanna be able to preach what I think how I am on Monday is how I am on Tuesday is how I am on Wednesday is how I am on Thursday, how I am on Friday, how I am on Saturday, and guess what, it's how I am today. I don't change, you know who I learned that for from? My pastor's pastor, you're gonna lean The first pastor I ever met, that when I met him, I saw the same character day in and day out, and here's the problem, I had so many wounds in my spirit, it took me three years to believe the man and woman in front of me were who they really said they were three years of vetting, hoping I'd find something. Why would I hope to find something? Because that's how disingenuine I was caught up in being a good Christian kid my whole life. So I want to tell you something. This isn't normal church on a Sunday. I grew up, check the box. I even went to church down here. This is before Facebook. Thank God for Facebook. That helped me. Then my mom can just check my stuff. Okay, I'm in church. We're fine now, but I'm just telling you how it started, a little rocky. But fear of the Lord and fear of my parents, mostly my mom. I'm going to church on Sunday. But then what happened was I had a transformation in my spirit. I learned that, wow, God's given me authority. Huh, I'm watching one of my closest friends get healed. I watched one of my closest friends call me while he's in a hospital and said, there's something different about you, you're going to that C3 church. I said, just because I go to a church doesn't mean I know what I'm doing. Well, you talk different about the Word of God. You walk with a different authority. There's something different about you and I've known you a while. What is it? What happens is it's because I started to take grasp of what the Word of God says about the authority that I'm called to have, to take dominion, to actually work out and walk out a mandate. It's amazing, there should be a difference in their life if you're gonna sit there and confess that you're a Christian. Yet for 30 years, my parents said they were Christians. And yet still in a divorce, I grew up saying I was a Christian, but I saw no difference between me and my friends that were not living for God. What was the difference when I came to c three, I joke around saying it's, I got C3 saved and it's a joke. Not really a joke. Hashtag funny, not funny. Sorry, not sorry. I'm giving to y'all, but there is a difference. And the difference is walking in full authority, walking in dominion, walking in that power. I'll never forget, I called Pastor Eric, and I said, hey, remember that guy I had the lunch with? Man, he thinks I'm gonna come pray for him in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, I need you to come. He goes, I'm at the airport. I called Pastor Mark, a guy that I've never known. I said, yeah, I met him on Sunday. He just moved here. I tell you that to tell you that I folded like a deck chair, because I wasn't walking in that authority yet. And I can't tell you how many other men do. But what happens is I call a guy that I just met through a handshake and he says, I'll be there. First of all, who says that? I thought he was gonna say, sure, I'll pray for him. But he says, no, I'll be at your office, comes to my office. Then he says, I fasted all day. Who does that? No one I knew of. Maybe my great grandma, because that's what their great grandmas are supposed to do. <laughs> Fasted all day and said, yeah, I got a word out of Isaiah, your friend's getting healed. Who says that? He did. He rolls into that hospital, takes authority. Next thing you know, two days later, my friend's healed. Healed in that moment. And I love it when we left, I said, what just happened? Because I was crying like daddy's little girl in that hospital room. And I thought I needed some emotional issues and work it out. He said, no, that was the power of God. First time in my life, I felt the power of God hit a place. Once you feel the power of God hit a place, you feel the spirit of God move in your place, you realize, I want to crave and I want more of that authority in my life. If you don't, you just haven't experienced the full gospel. So what happened is next, you know, I'm like, where'd you learn how to pray like that? Because I can barely lead silent prayer. And uh, (laughs) he gave me three books, I devoured them. And then we had our first prayer meeting with my buddy that got out of the hospital, my other buddy, Nate, and myself. And we sat there and we stared at each other. Reading didn't help, just gave me more knowledge, but it wasn't applied. But I'll never forget, Mark came over to my house, because, man, you just need some work. Prayed for us, led, showed us how to pray, and I'm telling you, we haven't looked back. There's prayer on every campus, and it started in my apartment with four guys, because of an insecurity. I wasn't praying, thinking one day it'd be on every location, the North had 141 guys about three weeks ago. We're getting radical miracles every single Tuesday. We've never missed a Tuesday since 2007. And I won't. And I still go because you know what? I need it. What's a miracle though, is so do a lot of other men and women. Women's prayer starts on Thursdays now. I know East Campus, you men you even get together now. So I'm just telling you is, if the enemy can get a bunch of men not leading in prayer, not knowing their authority, then guess what? There's weakness and chaos everywhere. And so I just tell you that story to tell you that when you get around the right environment, you will prosper. If you don't like that word, you should. There's gonna be a lot of gold on the streets in heaven, just wanna tell you. If you don't like a big church, you're not gonna like heaven either. So this campus will be big. But it won't dilute the word of God or the power of God. I promise you. Come on, I'm telling you. What I love about this, I remember we were about we were in a pretty good sized church. You know, Pastor Yerlan, we were we were growing pretty significantly, and he brought this minister through. And in the middle of preaching, he stopped, got a word from heaven, and just says, "I need to pray for some people." I saw a mighty power of God moment never seen it in church in my life and I saw him pray over the congregation and boom people in the back second and last row got decked in the power of God I mean half the church was freaked out and the other half was like on fire like whoa what just happened and I'll never forget this very wealthy individual looked down and saw his nephew just hit the deck And then he was so drunk in the spirit, I remember after service, we had to carry this kid to the car and put him in the back seat. I'd never seen that in church before. Let me tell you, neither did 150 other people that were too freaked out by the power of God that never showed up again. And I remember looking at Pastor Juergen thinking, oh, I wonder what he's gonna say about that. So we had lunch that week and he said something I'll never forget. He goes, I didn't come here to build a weak church. I don't care how big. I came here to bring a move and a power of God to introduce the Holy Spirit to a city that's craving to know what this looks like. And he goes, now I know who I can build my church on. I never forget, I said, that's it, I'm in. That was radical. I've seen radical things before, but never in church. If I can see what's happening out in the world, radical things, and that blows my mind, I should be able to see him in the church where all authority reigns in the church. So, here we go, yes! I love vision builders, the theme, advance. You know what, we gotta get our head wrapped around. We're not putting this thing on to advance just the church because if your life isn't advancing, this house doesn't advance, do you get that? What I can tell you the one of the side effects of this church getting planted in the church, your life will advance. Your life will build. Your life will increase. How do I know? 13 years later, I'm not getting out of that advancement. I'm going to stay right in. I've watched everything in my life flourish because of the covering that I'm under. I never understood that, but now I do. Going down under, or Australia, I don't know, is that what you call it? Do Aussies even say it's down under? What do you people say? It's just where we live? <laughs> I don't know. I could go to many different tangents. I won't right now. <laughs> but what I love about it is we are around about 100 other pastors. And they were saying, and, and Pastor Summer, myself, and there was some, Pastor John Hendricks, Pastor Stacey that we were on this panel. And we got to talk about just things that we are doing, because that's all we know. That these other churches from around the globe were having their mind blown. Wow. And they're large churches. They're influential churches. And they're like, what is going on? We know that you're part of the fastest growing movement. Pastor, you're going to now over all C3 Americas because of the anointing that's on their life. And we're a part of something special. And it's because they lean in and listen to the Holy Spirit. And actually, that is so new for me to understand that, oh, we can have authority in our own personal life and advance our life because we can have a relationship and listen to the Holy Spirit. What a concept. And we're going to preach about it. What I love one thing about communion? Michael, what a word. That was an incredible word around communion. I grew up in a church that we would do communion, and if I had to tell you the truth, I look back now and realized I was in a religious motion of doing communion. I never knew the power and authority until we wanted to have children. And I'll never met, uh, just forget the Canon J. John came and he was preaching for Easter services, and we were doing dinner that night, and we were just talking about prayer and everything. He goes, well, You need to be taking communion every day. And I said, oh, oh yeah, of course we do. And he goes, what, you just take it at church? I said, yeah, once a month, when then we do it. And he goes, yeah, then you don't know the power in communion. You need a breakthrough? Communion. You want babies? Communion. I have three babies today because of what God did to align it through the power of communion, revelation, and bringing people into my life. What I'm telling you is that's amazing how the enemy wants to make sure that we can keep communion as a thing that we do maybe once a month at church. Let me tell you something. If you want to read any study on it, look up Joseph Prince and the study of Holy Communion. Mind-blowing, 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 because if you need breakthrough in any area of your life, start taking communion at your house. Get in agreement with someone else and learn the power of Holy Communion. It will change your life in an instant. In authority, It's not in my notes either, that's for somebody. All right, we're gonna preach now, taking ground. Number one in Luke 10.1, and maybe they have my, I don't know what the scriptures they have or don't have. Oh, look at that, they have it. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also, and it sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. What I realized that I had a Christian mentality of salvation I didn't have a Christian understanding of lordship. Meaning that if it was all about raising our hand, getting saved, or making a decision, saying the prayer of faith, some people call it the sinner's prayer, that is what gets us into heaven. If it was all about going to heaven, game over, why wouldn't we go immediately? It's because the full gospel is about now equipping you, empowering you, showing you how to rule and reign on this earth so we can bring heaven to earth, and work this thing out to inspire others and give God the glory. We have a mandate that we go out, that this Christian life isn't meant just to have eternal salvation, which it is, but the second part of that is understanding the power and the authority that we walk with. If you cannot tell the difference of your life between the day you gave your life to Christ and now, then we gotta start talking about what we're talking about right now. You will and should look different. There should be an anointing on you. There should be a presence on you. There should be the favor of God, hashtag F-O-G, that should follow you everywhere you go. Oh, I I, I hashtag fog all the time. And you should too. And then when people ask, you tell them. But you wanna make sure you're walking in that favor and you are worthy that God didn't die on a cross so you feel bad about yourself. He died on the cross that you had the revelation that you're the son and a daughter of the Most High that you were born into royalty the minute you asked Jesus in your life. Now, if you don't want all the treasures that come with royalty, that's up to you. But my question is, why not? And mostly because the enemies come to intimidate us, mess with our minds and get us to play the sorry victim Christianese role that I'm done with. Thank you, thank you. I was waiting for one shout out clap because Jesus deserves it. So listen, we were appointed and then sent In Webster's, I love this thing on mandate. What is a mandate? Because we were mandated. We are mandated. It means a command to act. It's an assignment entrusted by a higher authority. God has entrusted us to work this mandate out, to proclaim the gospel, make disciples, and do this with signs, wonders, and miracles. I love this, Mark 16, 17 through 20. Do we have that one? If not, write these scriptures down, great. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, and they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will be by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven, sat down at the right hand of God. Listen, and they went out and preached everywhere, not just at Vaughn's or Starbucks. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying of signs. Amen. I will tell you the biggest thing in your life is walking it out with signs and wonders. People should wonder what you're doing. And sometimes you just got to give them a sign. I was just the Christian. Nobody wondered what I was doing. And I wasn't walking in power and I wasn't walking in authority. And it was amazing. And that was just the Christian life that I knew. But then I came here and I learned the full gospel. And then I watched people work that out. See, I still, years into this, I don't want you to think it's like you just have the revelation today. It took years of me watching some of the most incredible preachers have come through these pulpits. And you guys are going to be Just as wide-eyed open as I was. I know that you're gonna have some guest pastors just in a month. Is it Pastor Mark Kelsey? Grown up with Pastor Phil. Pastor Phil will be here in August. You wanna get around these men of God that walk in faith and authority. Pastor Phil in front of 30,000 people a week ago said, I mean, we're talking just a whole room full of people. It'd be like going downtown to the Civic Auditorium packed with people, and he'd be like, I know someone's here with cancer right now. There's multitude of you. If you have the faith bold enough to come down, we have the f- faith enough to pray for you, and you will be healed. People coming up with a death sentence, but they were there looking for a miracle, got prayed for on the stage in front of everybody else, and he was showing about what bold faith looked like. I'll never forget, Chris Hodges was sitting right next to me. He's like, this is so bold, but this is what's needed. People were getting healed of arthritis. Uh, A a lady that could not walk left there walking. There was people that were deaf that ended up leaving there with hearing. I mean, this stuff should blow your mind. And here I've been around it for 13 years, but it's still mind-blowing to see people operate in sheer boldness for other people's miracles and not doubting. It is amazing. Okay, that's the mandate. Number two, destined for dominion. Psalms 8, 5 through 6. For you have made him, man, a little lower than the angels. And in Hebrew, Elohim actually means God. And you were crowned him with glory and honor. You were crowned, not clowned, him with glory and honor. I'm glad I wrote that late. Verse 6 says, you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. See, when we start to understand that we have dominion, we are created for dominion, that we operate differently. See, what happened was, I've been a chiropractor for 17 years. I love it, I love helping people, serving people. That is just a gift that I was passionate about. But I had a revelation in about 2010, so I was probably into church four years. I was more passionate about getting people healthy than I was even sharing the gospel. But something in me shifted in my spirit because I was watching miracles at my prayer meeting happen every Tuesday. And I'll never forget, this guy got radically healed, radically healed, to the point where I was shaken for weeks because it was so radical. I watched him get delivered demonically, which can sound freaky. He got totally delivered, set free, radically healed, and restored a marriage that four kids were involved his wife said, I don't even recognize him. I will take him back. Wow. <laughs> Took him back, and the divorce papers were already filed. It was already done, so they, they had to get remarried. Took it back, and now they're flourishing. Wow. Flourishing, but it, it shook me to my core that I was so concerned about all my patients that they could have a healthier life. I'd be like, oh, the power that made the body heals the body. Yeah. I mean, I've given them every awesome quote there is. Every day in my office, but you know what? I realized I can get them as healthy, but if I don't tell them about Jesus so they can have eternity, what does this limited health even matter? I'll never forget it. I then just started inviting, 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 inviting. I probably invited over 1,000 people plus to this house. And what I love about it, I watch people get radical. Faith, And I get stories. So every day, I don't even go to my office anymore without leaving with a permagrin because I get to see the fear factor broken off people. I get to see people totally restored and healed. And you know what I love most? I still take care of a large gay population in this city. And they get to hear a pastor love them up every week. I've had four of them come to this church, get restored, watch their life redeemed. And working this thing out on the journey, and I'm not judging them, I'm loving them. And you know what's been amazing? It helps me live the gospel. Not preach the gospel, but live the gospel. So I want you to know you've also been given spiritual authority. You've been given territory. And this is one thing that was radical for me that I really want you to understand, and and I want you to take a little inventory of because if you can come to church and just hear a fuzzy message, it's like a really good sermonette. You feel good in the moment. It's like taking, you're in a hot tub. Feels good in the moment. Once you leave, you're out of the hot tub. How many know you just need to get back in it? Okay. I don't want this to be a spa treatment experience this Sunday. I want this to be a transformational experience. And at at North Campus, I have it posted on the wall. This is the house of transformation. I don't think it. I don't hope. I don't declare it. I confess it is because that's what I've seen happen. If you can stay in long enough, your life will be transformed. How do I know? Myself, my wife, my friends, thousands of people have had their life transformed, not just going to, nice to hear a nice sermon on a Sunday. If you don't get pricked, stuck, poked, we're actually not preaching the gospel. We have to grow in order to grow. Nobody, nobody, unless your name is Jared, like CrossFit, okay? I almost lose my salvation at every CrossFit experience I have. And I pray for myself and I'm fine, but no one likes it. But guess what? When I go out to the river and I'm looking good, I like it a whole lot better, okay? Obviously, I know, dad bod, thank you, five months in. I saw the judgment, that's fine, that's fine. I'll come preach here in six months. I only get one ab, that's it. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you how I get the other six. Just to be transparent, I go up to a fence and I spray tan when I lean in and I get the others. I'm East County, that's how I roll. Married a Texas girl. She loves it, she sprays me. On the sandbar from a distance, you can't tell they're like, that guy's ripped. Yep, yep. fence ripped. I should hashtag that. Could be another business. Anyways, I want you to take an inventory, scale yourself on a one to 10, scale yourself on a one to 10. One is, there's no other way to say this. So I apologize. You suck. And 10 is I'm, I'm crushing it. Okay. And you want it the more realistic you can get with your life. And honestly, transparency is the best way to go. You want to, I I'm done with Christianese. I want, listen, you to know where I'm at and I want to know where you're at. Then I know how to pray for you. Then I know how to lift you up, encourage you and help my brother in need. But if you come to my Tuesday morning prayer meeting, pray Christianese, tell me everything's good. You need some prayer. No, I'm good, brother. Guess what? It's not gonna work out that well for you. So let me give you these really quick. Number one, you've been given spiritual authority. Where do you need to improve? Yourself, you've been given spiritual authority for yourself, one to 10, how are you doing? Meaning spirit, mind, your will, your emotions, your imagination, your body, your skills. Your spouse, that means your relationship, how are you doing? Your family, do you have core values? Are you creating a culture that people that come around you know about? Are you training? Are are you living in this thing? Are you using discipline with your family? Are you discipling them? The fourth one, your money. Are you managing it and is it growing? God's giving you territory over stewardship. To advance the kingdom, you need to be blessed to be a blessing. Poverty is a real thing, but it's also a mentality. See, breaking for me, a spiritual poverty mentality off you is a huge priority for me. Now, the other thing is you can swing on the other side because it's called the spirit of mammon. On the other side of poverty is materialism. So how do you know how to handle that spirit of mammon? Because it's a real thing. One flip is poverty. Do you feel like you keep just getting stuck and broke? And the other one is, have I just got out of being broke and I've swung to the side of materialism? God and the Holy Spirit can help you manage both, but you must break it off. Your home, maintenance, hospitality, God will bless you with the home he has many times in my life. Your work, your job, is there a spiritual atmosphere? Are you an influencer in the marketplace? Your ministry, are you working to develop your ministry gifts? Are you growing in your ministry gifts? Are you the same Christian you were last month, the month before? Do you come to Grow Nights, do you come to Pathways Nights? Why do we put these all on? Okay, it's not because people are bored and like, I want to serve somewhere. Can we just start a course? No, these are areas where we know that if we can sow into you, you will reap a harvest. But guess what? We don't beg, we don't pull you, we don't push you because that creates codependency. But we'll stand beside you and run as fast as you want to run to develop yourself spiritually. And I promise you, get hungry. The minute you see results, listen, I do not like doing crunchies until I see my first ab. And then I keep going and I keep going and I keep going because I'm hoping my second one day will show up. But it's the same thing. When you start to see the fruit in your life, you'll be like, I'm going to that next Pathfinders course. I'm going to that next, I'm telling you, it's worth it. Rex Crane, Monday night, come on. Yep, your community, relationships, atmosphere, evangelism. God's giving you responsibilities. In Genesis 2.15, then the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. In every area, yourself, your spouse, your family, your money, your home, your work, your ministry, your community, God has given it to you to tend, to serve, to work out as an act of worship, to develop it, to cultivate it. Every one of those areas, he's asked you to tend it. On the flip side of it, he's also asked you to keep it. That means to guard it, to watch over it to protect from the enemy from taking it. You are called to govern your territory. I'm gonna land it on this. I just wanna give you a couple things that has helped me. Number one, prayer. That experience in that hospital with Mark Peterson, showing me the power of prayer and the Holy Spirit has forever, I know where I was on 9-11. I know where I was when the space shuttle exploded. I know where I was at key moments in my life. I know what I was thinking when my first daughter was born that I thought was going to be a boy. <sighs> <laughs> but right up there, when this man prayed in a hospital room, impacted my life spiritually, mentally, emotionally for the rest of my life. Prayer. I have everything I have today because of prayer. Men. You don't need to show up to Tuesday morning knowing how to pray. You come because you want to know how to pray. There is no ceiling on your prayer life. The one thing the enemy will do is try to intimidate you. And it is intimidating when men get up and just drop a bomb. But guess what? My prayer meetings at my north campus, it's like the last samurai. You show up to train. You show up to learn how to prophesy. You show up to learn how to lay your hand on someone's knee that can't walk. And you'll have no idea because God works through you if you're obedient. It's not about your might, it's about His might. It's not about your authority, it's about His authority going in you. And the minute you move, the minute you say in your spirit, all right, I'm just gonna pray for your knee, I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's not about what you say, it's about your obedient heart that just took a knee to lay a hand and God moves, I'm telling you. So prayer number two. The Holy Spirit, John 16, 13. You can look it up later, I won't read it. But he, there. the Holy Spirit wants you to help, gives you wisdom. Christian, my whole life, I never asked the Holy Spirit to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. I was baptized as a kid with water. There is a difference. There is a difference. And I love it, the only issue that Christians have, you know my non-Christian friends? They're like, heck yeah, let's do this. Boom, baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's all my Christian friends with a lot of theology that wanna tell me why they don't want the Holy Spirit. And man, they'll give me the list. You know what I used to do? I used to sit them down with Mark's book, My Friend the Holy Spirit. i go through chapter by chapter, spend hours with them, and then three months later, they finally, like, all right, I'll get filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't even have time for that now. I figure, you know what? If you want it, you wanna walk in that power and authority, then you get in the Word of God, and you go, God, I wanna know. God, I need you to show me, not Pastor Matt, not Pastor Michael, not Pastor Jurgen. not pa- I need you to reveal it, and you know what? You know how I know it works? My mom goes, you know, if Grandpa knows you pray in tongues, he's gonna roll over in his grave. And I said, well, you know what? Grandpa does know. My mom freaked, she goes, what do you mean? On his deathbed, he grabbed my hand, and he goes, I'm so proud that you're at that church. Don't let this old man's theology get in the way of your destiny. He, it's, he gave me permission on his deathbed. You walk it out because I see the fruit in your life. And then guess what? My mom, I challenged her. I said, well, since you're so close to Jesus, why don't you go out? She goes, fine, I will. <laughs> on her way out of church, moonroof open, worship music on, power of God hit my mom in a car. She swerved off the road panicking. She's bawling, speaking in tongues. This is for somebody. Calls me panicking. Thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit, because I was at lunch with Pastor Jurgen, wow. and my mom couldn't even get it out. She was crying. I thought something was wrong. Pastor Jurgen knew in his spirit. He grabbed my phone. He says, Gail, you just spoke in tongues for the first time, didn't you? Wow. Wow. I did. I feel so guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I it felt so right, but I'm, I don't know if I'm dead, i Gosh, no, no. will you pray for me? My mom got prayed for, got set free of guilt, of religiosity. My mom started a cancer ministry. Hundreds of women have been healed because my mom walks in a new level of authority. I'm telling you. Vision, oh man, I I gotta land this plane. Vision, don't let the devil take your dreams and your vision. Get back to vision again. Speak the word of God. That's why I created my, man, my mastery cards, because I needed them. I didn't know how to speak the word of God. So I just wrote down a bunch of scripture that I ripped off from Pastor Phil, because he had an app that I'd listen to every night. So I wrote it down, and I started speaking them. Then I started declaring a thing. And so I realized that's why I developed those things. They were for me. No one else. It wasn't a business. It's because I knew that if I spoke the word of God, there was power in it. So I had to get myself in a habit of speaking the word of God. I spoke the word of God, I saw power shift. I saw authority shift. And the last one is actively engage. Actively engage. What did it for me? I read the book Circle Maker. Actively engage means I heard the word of God. He said, you've been faithful with this house. Go buy your dream house. Yeah, he did. I drove up, I found my dream house. I just read Circle Maker, talks about get out and circle that thing in prayer. I got my wife out in a cute little outfit and I made her jump the gate and circle that thing. She's like, I'm not doing that again. So she circled the driveway and I walked that house seven times. I prophesied this is my house. How bad do you want it? actively engage? I lost a real estate agent over it because she said that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I said, I know, but you didn't hear it. I did. This is what we're offering. I got the house that I live in because of bold faith that I actively engaged. I prayed about it. The Holy Spirit showed me the price. I had the vision for my dream house. I spoke the word of God over it, and then I actively engaged. Take your territory. You deserve it. I'm gonna leave you with these two scriptures, and then I'm gonna pray for you. You ready? Come on, these are it right here. Luke 10:19. Behold, I give you the authority, exousia power to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power, the dunamis power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Do you believe it today? And John 14, 12, most assuredly I say to you that he whom believes in me, the works I do, you will also do and greater works than these you will do because I go to my father. Listen, God's given us all authority if you believe in Jesus. I'm going to pray for two groups of people today. If you guys could all bow your head and close your eyes as I wrap this. I want you to know that there is a creator that created you and I. That we are made in the image and the likeness of the almighty God. To rule and reign on this earth until this earth is no longer. If you don't know Jesus, or you once knew Jesus... And you kind of took it back as you saw, like me, just nothing different in the world. You're like, what's the point, God? And you just started operating in your own thing. You're the two people that I want to talk to today. And I'm just asking, if you just say, Jesus, I want to know you, whether it's your first time or you just want to know Jesus, like the Jesus I'm talking about, to get authority and power, I want to pray for you. If that's you this morning, it's super easy not here to call you out, call you up, but I do want to pray for you. If you're one of those two this morning, just lift your hand so I can pray for you this morning. Come on, I see hands up all over this place. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. I'll never forget me raising my hand at a C3 message going, I want that. I want that. I want the Holy Spirit. I want to walk in power. I don't want to end up in divorce after 32 years because I don't know what I'm doing. I want some guidance from heaven. Is there anyone else this morning that wants that? Come on, thank you for raising your hand, sir. Thank you, young... I see your hands, ladies, in the back. Once you raise them, you can set them down. I'm just going to wait one more second because it's worth waiting. I know any hand that goes up that people want to walk in that authority. I know there's a party in heaven. It's a real party. Listen, if you raise your hand just so I can count them, raise them up one more time so I can see them. I just want to count those hands so I know I don't want to lose anybody. One, two, three, four, five, six seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Come on, 14 of you, raise your hand to make a decision. Either I wanna follow Jesus for the first time, <laughs> or the real time. Listen, I want us all to stand to our feet. We're gonna say a prayer out loud, and then we have Bibles and a following Jesus book for every single one of you. Why the following Jesus book? <laughs> it's kinda, of, I'm, like, I'm like Forrest Gump preaching. I just need all the help I can get. Chapter three is about the importance of baptisms. If you've never been water baptized, get baptized. So powerful. And chapter four is on the Holy Spirit. Pastor Samuel's book is around the world in different languages. Thousands of churches use it. He goes to C3 San Diego. I'm telling you, he wrote this book for you and I just as a shortcut. But I'm telling you, I wanna make sure that you also get baptized in the Holy Spirit. The other thing I wanna tell you, if you already have a Bible, just let us give you a Bible and then give it away, sell it on eBay. You know, I think you can get like $3. But, sew it into somebody's life. Make today, make today on Vision Builder Sunday, 2019, a moment you'll never forget. I'll never forget my first service at C3 where I made a decision, not the first service I went to, But the first service I made a decision, I want the full throttle, full gospel in my life to see this thing worked out. But we're gonna pray this prayer of faith right now. If we could all speak it out loud, are you ready? Come on, let's do this. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for my sin. I repent today and ask you to fill my life with faith, hope, and love show me dunamis power show me how to work this thing out all the rest of my life i give you honor and everybody said amen come on let's give everybody a little clap offering right there last thing i'm gonna do i'm gonna pray for us real quick because i want you to get this thing the authority and if you want that authority you just lift your hand up because here's the thing this city East County needs you. I love the fact that Pastor Michael and Lisa are out here. I'm a little jealous. So I have a heart for East County, all right? I need it on fire. We build altars. You know when God gives our church, when our God gives our church buildings, you know why? Because the people are hungry. The people are hungry, you'll get your building. I can feel you drawing it out of me. You are hungry for a move of God in East County. There's a lot of amazing churches But this church is on fire for the power of God. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for every heart that's seeking you today. God, I thank you for these hands that are lifted, God. Lord, that's a statement of faith that they want to receive your power and your authority to rule and reign on this life. So God, I thank you, Lord, that there will be the miraculous, there will be healings. There will be signs and wonders out of this campus in the name of Jesus. I thank you for a bold faith with bold authority, God. God, that you're moving in front of them, God. I thank you, Lord, that businesses are flourishing, that there's favor in this house. I thank you, Lord, that the hearts are hungry to make your name famous. We give you all the honor, and everybody said...